0: Praise the Lord, church. I don't know what Lord y'all praising. That was a little weak. Praise the Lord, church. I hope you're glad to be in the house this morning, even in Sunday school. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful to be here. Thankful always for the opportunity to be able to minister and to speak to my brothers and sisters with what the Lord placed on my heart. I'm a little nervous today. (laughs) I don't know if it's just hoping that the word is received, or if it's because friend told me I smack a little bit. And <laughs> oh, I tell her she be breathing too hard, so she had to let me know. So, um, um, But I am thankful. I'm thankful for the Lord and just the opportunity and for the anointing of God, for the giftings of God, because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be able to do anything. And if we did it in our own strength, it wouldn't be no good anyway. So this morning, even I'm going to say I'm excited, but in my weakness where there may be anxiety that gives room for God to be my strength. So I'm going to go ahead and open up with the scripture today. If you would go with me to Ephesians chapter number four. Kind of a little bit of a weird start, but it'll make sense. Uh, verse 22 through 24. When you have it, say Amen going to be a little bit of an illustrative message today, so I hope y'all participate and uh, get with me. Verse number 22, that you put um, off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You can have a seat. The Lord dropped this thought, um, this message in my heart a few weeks ago as I was reflecting on the ending of this year for my own life and and also what it looked like for others that I love. And it's about that time of year where we begin to reflect. We think about how the year went, ways that we didn't want it to go, and then maybe even the ups that came in the year. And we talk about how different the next year is going to be from the last. Many people begin to set New Year's resolutions. I'm sure many of us can already say we have a few. I have a few of my own. That 10 pounds I was supposed to lose in 2023 is coming off in 2024. (laughs) Lord willing. Um, But as I was reflecting and thinking about all the people who would soon be saying, New Year, New Me. I I hate that, by the way. Oftentimes, it's just a fancy saying for I'm about to be the same. The word repentance fell in my spirit. As I thought about all the people, and I have been guilty myself, who would start off the new year with resolution X, Y, and Z, but in the year having somewhere lost the determination they started out with only to end up right where they were when they started. Now, I don't have a super deep message today. I may or may not be before you long, but my hope is to leave you with a vision and some direction on becoming the you you desire to be in 2024 by getting us to reflect on who we've been in 2023, whether it's been things that you're proud of or things that you're not, and looking on to 2024 and to who we are wanting to become. So I'm going to start. It's going to be a little weird. Um, By a show of hands, nobody say anything, but who knows what a 360 is? Raise them up high. Come up there for me. Okay, same thing. Who knows what a 180 is? Okay, let me have about five people, if you're willing, to just come up front here real quick. This line across the front. Spread out a little bit, a little arm's length so you don't run into nobody. Yeah, and I just want you to close your eyes. Everybody close. Your, move up a little bit away from the, uh, just, yeah, yeah. So close your eyes <laughs> so you can't see the, next, the person next to you. And I want you to slowly do a 180. Keep your eyes closed. Okay. Now, slowly, from where you're standing, do a 360. All right. You can be seated. Thank you for your help. I mean, only had you to close your eyes because of this next part. Most of the time, here and there, when people talk about doing a... Well, people will mix those up. Say, I'm going to do a complete 360. And they don't realize that that's... You're turning around and starting right back where you were rather than changing directions. These two are not the same, and they are not interchangeable. You see, a complete 180 completely changes the direction that you were going in, while a 360 will have you right back where you were when you started. If I could title this thought today, it would be 180 or 360. Repentance is a complete 180. True repentance is a change in our way of thinking. We can have all of the goals and all of the resolutions that we want But if we go into the next year with the same mindset as we had this year, we're going to have the same results. Colossians 3, verses 8 through 10 says, But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemies, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man, the old man and his deeds. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. To put on the new man, you have to have truth. After the image of him that created you. So it doesn't look like your understanding. Doesn't look like, oh, well, I feel like, you know, this is okay and that, this works for me. It's as God created us to be, as he illustrates himself before us. That's the truth, and that's what we need to align ourselves with. When we put off the old man, we're putting off ourselves, and we're putting on Christ. So going into 2024, if you are someone in this room who desires to do a complete 180 in Christ, you have, a, you have to have a made-up mind. Sorrow and regret for your failures or shortcomings of the past aren't going to be enough to get you through the year. Now, I'm not talking to those who are comfortable. You're okay right where you are, stagnant, not growing, not moving, lukewarm and stanking. I'm talking to those who truly want an experience with God in 2024, who truly want to see God turn your life around, who wants to walk in the fullness of the glory that God has and wants to pour out into us in 2024. Those who truly want to see revival in your own life because it starts with us. Just like when you're on a plane and the oxygen masks are released, they tell you, you got to put your mask on first before you can try to save anybody else. True revival will start with you. And it's going to take a renewed mind. So how do I renew my mind? That's simple. By washing it with the word of God. It's not about all the fancy changes you can make in your diet. You can make some changes, but if your mind isn't renewed by the end of February or March, you're going to be doing the same thing you was doing last year. We can set goals, but if we have the same mindset, it's not going to get us anywhere. We have to have a renewed mind. This is where the transformation happens. The Bible tells us to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we allow God's word to transform us, we prove him through application and knowing we prove him to be who he is and we learn who we are in him. Washing your mind, your thoughts with the word, tearing down mental strongholds, those things that may have been there since you was yay high, where mama and daddy said this about you, uncle, brother, some neighbor, somebody told you you wasn't good enough, somebody treated you bad. All of those things that build up a mindset that you have that's not going to lead you in a prosperous way to the Lord, that have led you to a place of anxiety and depression and lack of self-worth. We have to renew our mind. We have to tear down those strongholds. The word does that for us. But what the word says in regards to who you are, that's who you are created to be, not someone else's opinion. It is our thoughts and lack of understanding that shape our circumstances. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of understanding. The Bible says that if we, Don't get the knowledge of God inside of us. We're going to perish. That's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We need the word so that we can live and have that life that is more abundant. God has called us to do some great things, but if we don't know what the word says about us and who we are and what we can do, if we're not in a place where we're trying to hear the audible voice of God for our life, renewing our mind at his feet so that we know the direction that we can take, then we're going to end up right back where we were. This year will have ups and it will have downs. You can have a renewed mind and walk on and trust in God, but there are going to be mountains and there are going to be some valleys. But the difference will be that you are determined and your mind is renewed. And it's a continual thing, church. Church. It's not one day I spend the day in the Word and the Word is so good and the Lord encourages me and then I spend the next month or two and I'm doing the old habits. That's not going to change your mind. Something we, t- we learned in uh, our coaching sessions, which I truly appreciated, we talked about how we can create new neural pathways in our brain. We have to take those old ones. We have to pluck them up. The only way to do that is to identify the lies, those thoughts that are still killing and destroying you and who God is calling you to be and placing the truth in there. And this right here, this is the truth. Your opinion of yourself isn't the truth. Someone else's opinion isn't the truth. It's the word of God. And if we don't have that and we don't have relationship with him, like My word for this year, I don't know if you guys do that, but my friend group, we do that. We, have, we, we talk about our word for the year. Every year around this time, we get to thinking about what's, what's the next year look like? What has God placed on our hearts? Some months ago, the Lord gave me the word relationships, and I was like, relationship? And I was in a whole other place. I am not think about no relationship. You know, maybe a, little, maybe a little bitter, but I also realized that God was taking me on a journey with him. He was renewing my mind when it came to my relationship with him. I had to realize it doesn't look like everybody else's. My prayer life doesn't look like everybody else's. What may work for this brother or this sister doesn't work for me. I would try. I would have times where I would try to enter into prayer how I feel like I should. But once I sat back and got out of routine and what I thought was the structured prayer, what my mind thought it should look like, and I was like, I'm here, Lord, as myself, God began to renew me, and I have began this journey with a relationship. I think I've been in this thing maybe 15 years. I've never had the kind of relationship that I've had with God in this season, and he is renewing my mind every single day. So, again, this year we'll have ups and downs, We'll have mountaintops, we'll have valleys, but we have to have a determination. We have to have a renewed mind, and that renewed mind is in Christ. The old things are passed away, and all things become new. Um, Let me not get ahead of myself. I'm just going to—let me slow down. And when we fall, because we will fall down, know that when you're going into whatever your resolutions are, life changes that you have, you are going to fall. There's going to be moments. The Bible says a righteous man falls down seven times. He's righteous. In our eyes, we look for perfection as we see it. If you are perfect, complete, lacking nothing, and you just and you just ready to go on to glory then, you know, it it doesn't make sense for the Bible to call this man righteous and then says that he he falls ten times or seven times. It's so that we know that we're going to make mistakes, but we don't have to lay in the dirt and lay in the dust and say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go back this way because I done failed. I done made this mistake. You have to daily renew your mind because the Bible also says that his grace is sufficient. King David, the Bible says he, he was a man after God's own heart, but he murdered a man, stole his wife after fornicating and impregnating her. But God still said, this is a man after my own heart. Peter, Peter denied the Lord three times. He was with God, walked on the water right, right before then he chopped the man's ear off and watched the Lord just healing and put it back on or heal it or whatever. And in the midst of that, he still denied the Lord. But it was Peter that rose up on the day of Pentecost and preached the first Pentecostal message that changed the, the, that birthed the church. It was Peter that stood up and told the people, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you shall re- receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He was also one of them that were tearing in the upper room when so many others turned their back. Yes, he failed. He messed up. He cursed God. He, all of those things. But God still used him to do a great work. God still used him. Paul persecuted the people. God's people that were trying to move in that. He persecuted them. He was a murderer himself. But he wrote most of the New Testament. God can do anything with you. No matter whether you fall. Whatever happens. As long as you have a renewed mind and determination to keep moving forward. And receive that grace. In this new year... You'll mess up. You won't always get it right. But this is not the time to throw in the towel. This is the time to prove God, to take him at his word. When he says his grace is sufficient for you, in that moment, regardless of how you feel, because you're going to feel dirty, you're going to feel bad, you're going to have to forgive yourself too, but know that in that moment, it don't even matter how nobody else treats you. Somebody else might want you to stay down there a little longer by their standards, but the Word of God says His grace is sufficient. His mercies are new every single morning, so you don't have to stay in that place. His grace is sufficient for you, and when you press on in that new direction, it's easy to get caught up in the current of life and find yourself heading for that 360 but his grace is sufficient for you repentance is also a military term now I would like to use an illustration that I use in my Sunday school class when I teach about repentance when I teach about repentance in the class, I focus more on the change of behavior and attitude rather than like just the sense of sorrow because how many know we've got some little people that'll do something one minute like, well, I'm sorry, and then do it the next minute. So when we talk about repentance, we talk about a complete change, not only just in your mindset, but the things that you're, that you're doing, the decisions that you're making. Now, what I do is pretty simple, but if you allow me, I would like to take Take us a smidge deeper today. So first, let me ask if everyone in the room has a New Year's resolution. Anybody have any type of New Year's resolution? Are we just going into 2023 like, eh, whatever. I mean, 24. (laughs) Okay. So I'm talking, I want to talk to us about those things that are a big deal in our life. I can say I want to lose 10 pounds. That's not a big deal. But the things that I want to see God do in my life this year are a big deal. I want to see God do some things in our women in ministry. I want to see it birth because there's so much potential in here. I want to see young people step, and I want to be a part of it. I want my hands in it. Seeing young people step into who that they're called to be. Seeing our church truly revived, healed, loving one another. We need to love well. Those are big things that are going to require God and they're going to require a a complete 180. There are things inside of us, if we're honest with ourselves today, that we need to make a change about. A resolution, by definition, is a resolve, a decision, or determination. It is the mental state or quality of being resolved or resolute or a firmness of purpose. Now, the Bible states that without a vision, the people will perish. So I brought my um, vision board from 2020. I ended up using it also in 2021, but um, this was the first ever vision board that I ever did. And I have accomplished almost everything on this board, or at least began some of these. Some of these, I kind of fell a little short. So I'm going to try to hold this, but I got all of the notes too. i am just turn it around and, huh? Yeah, that'd be great. It's a little old school, and it's been shoved in my closet, so it's a little dingy. So, like I said, I've accomplished at least most of these things. Um, Some of them, my mind wasn't as determined, so they fell by the wayside. When I was creating this vision board, my first ever vision board, the Lord gave me the revelation that for all of the things that I could think to put on this board, I would have to have a renewed mind. I would have to have the right mind. So, let's step down here a little bit and bring my notes. There's all kinds of stuff on this board. I've got over here where I'm going to start my first blog, drink more water, <laughs> work out a little bit, try to eat better. Um, the Lord gave me a promise and so here I'm in that 2020 I was going to believe that and stand on that. But the main focal part of this board is this piece right here. I found this the, the little lady's head here in a magazine. And that's when the Lord began to deal with me about having a renewed mind. I can't accomplish any of these things if I don't have the right mindset. Right. So what I, the idea I had was to cut out everything that I can think of that I would need to put in my mind to bring to pass what I wanted to see happening in 2020. So right here in the center, or sort of in the center, it says the Word of God. I love this because this was years ago, and God is still doing it today. And also here in the center, it says, take center stage, show up for yourself, be who God has called you to be, do something different this year, become a prayer warrior, step out of your comfort zone. You don't have to be perfect to do something for God. This part in the front here was all friend, but I found it and had to cut it off, cut it out. It says, I desire, uh, what I desire, I will pursue. What do you desire for your life in 2024? If you truly want that thing, you will pursue after it. You have to have a mind that is fortified in the word of God. You have to be present. Also, I have peace here and being delighted. You can't go about your walk with God as if it's a list of to-do. You have to be delighted to spend time with the Lord. You have to be delighted in who he's calling you to be in order to have this renewed mind. You have to be fearless. The enemy is going to come in and try to still kill and destroy, but you still got to hold your head up and walk on and know that God is going to lead you through whatever comes your way because you have a renewed and made-up mind. This is how we have to enter into 2024. 2024. This year, 2020, was a a revival year for me. I was challenged mentally in ways I had never been challenged before. Um, The year right before that, I had stepped out of a 12-year boat that I was stuck in. Many of y'all know I worked at Pizza King for like 12 years and I finally was like, the Lord scared me, actually. I'm going to go in on the Lord scared me. The Lord said I said move a couple months ago, and I didn't move. And the Lord said, I know what to do to get you to move. And it worked. So I began to just, I applied everywhere. And I applied for places that I felt like I probably wouldn't be able to get that job. I don't qualify. But the Lord opened the door. So I got a job at Mutual Bank. And... Most of y'all know it's no longer a mutual bank. So when it switched over to Northwest, about 200 people, somewhere between 100 and 200 people, lost their jobs. I was one of those people. It had been not even six months since since I had left Pizza King. And I had family over here like, oh no, you should have never left, you should have never left. I remember the day I got the phone call from my boss. I was walking out of the Muncie Mall, and she was telling me what was going on. I had no fear and no worry. That's not like me. I got in my car, and I was like, well. And the Lord said in there, and I was like, there's an open door. I didn't know what that open door was. I've been in this place insecure. I can't do nothing else. If I step out and it don't work and I fail, what if I start a job and I can't do what they asked me to do? All of those things were holding me back. Now I've stepped out of that and this door is closing. But the Lord said there is a door opening and I was going to take God at his word and he blew my mind. That door closed, but miraculously through the opening of that door, God opened a door for me at the job that I have now. And it has been a complete miraculous blessing in my life. It has stretched me in ways that I have never been stretched. I found myself on the floor, my face in the ground, like, Lord, I can't do this. I, I, you know, it was just too much for me. It has revealed in me some things that I didn't know about myself that have been some hard truths. But it's also opened up doors for great opportunities. God has placed some amazing people in my life to work with. And it's just been such a blessing. So the board represents a visual of what i wanted to see happen in 2020 i had to think outside of myself i had already like kind of sort of begun a weight loss journey but i wasn't eating right and drinking enough water or whatever that was probably the first year that i actually started doing any type of working out or any of those things i never thought physically i can get my body to do some things and i did that year wasn't as consistent as i would like to be but i did that I got up for some weeks, and then I quit, and then I got up. But before, I had never done that. But God gave me a vision, and I had to see who I wanted to become. I had to think outside of myself, past where I was and where I was the last year, past my own limits. I had to see the person I wanted to become. If we could all stand. This is where it's going to get just a little bit different. But I hope it blesses you. And if you would just face the back of the church. Everybody look that way. Uh, If you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes however you want to do it. First, I would like you to take a moment and to reflect and to see right where you are right now. That's mentally, spiritually, physically. Think about exactly where you are right now. What directions are you currently going in? In your spiritual walk? In your physical health? How are those things affecting you mentally? I want you to see those directions. Literally see you walking in those directions. What does your prayer life look like right now? What does your family look like right now? Some of us have financial goals that we want to reach. What did this last year look like and what direction are you going Don't be afraid to look at them or think on them, because guess what? We aren't going to stay there. I'm going to give you a moment, because I really want you to think. I want you to see you, where you are, and the directions you are currently going. See those failures, those shortcomings, the times you just gave up, those times you sort of dropped the ball those times where whatever direction you were going did not suit you. Now, before we do the obvious and we turn and physically do a 180, right where you are, I want you to visualize you in 2024 living your resolutions, growing in God, praying more, studying more, being faithful, showing up for your family more, getting that job that you've been wanting, starting that new business, or maybe picking up where you left off with another, being healed, tearing down traditions, plucking up generational curses, healing, birthing a ministry, being restored in God, and renewing your mind, being delivered from fear, depression, and anxiety. I want you to see that person. Person you want to become in 2024. Now, as you turn around and you do a complete 180, go ahead and turn around. What lies before you? An altar. As I mentioned before, we must have a renewed mind, to go in a new direction. To do that, we've got to lay the old man down. Now, we usually don't do this on Sunday school. I'm going to just trust the Lord and get away from these notes. But up before you is an altar. If she's willing, I don't know if she is, or if we can maybe in a minute just, just play some music back there in a second. Before you is an altar. To become the new man, the Bible says you have to put the old man down. Usually we, you know, transition, take a break or whatever, but I wonder if, because this is the last day of 2023, I wonder if we can enter into 2024 and even this next service with a renewed mind frame of how God's going to work in our church, how God's going to work in our lives, and what steps we're going to take in the next year. And if you step out of your comfort zone, those first steps you're going to make after making that 180 will lead you to an altar. The place where you can lay down that old man and put on the new man. And Christ is already up here waiting. So I wonder if you will be willing today to come to the altar. You can even sit down where you are. If you're more comfortable sitting down at your seat, that's fine. And I'm going to join you because I don't want to be the same person I wanted to be in, 2020, in 2024. I want to be changed. I want to see God do miraculous things. I want to have a renewed mind. I want my church healed and well and growing. But we've got to lay some things down, church. Brother Sam, if you can go ahead and turn on some prayer music. And let's enter into this next service with a renewed mind.